1: Welcome to the uh, PHNX Wild, or Wildcats, AZ Wildcats podcast. I am Mike Luke, joined by John Schuster, Brad Alice, as always brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. I'm very fortunate enough that you guys can carry me for a second because I just ran about a mile from the stadium, a little flushed, but uh, Arizona wins. Guys, this was an FCS team. I get it. This was not your normal FCS team. This was a good football team here. No apologies. This was a tough, hard-fought win. That honestly, uh, uh, shoe Brad, I was uh, I was in. You showed they showed a lot of fortitude in this game because they could have given up at a lot of different points.
2: I think this was one of the most entertaining Arizona football games I can remember in quite some time. Uh, it, it was well played, quality on both sides. There were some key ebbs and flows. Every time it looked like momentum was about to get into a position where perhaps a team could go up two scores and put the pressure on the opposition, Uh, a big mistake or a big play took place on that team, uh, uh, that that team's defense, and uh, then that rested momentum in the other direction. It looked like in the fourth quarter that SDSU's plan, uh, rather NDSU's plan, was going to work. They were going to be able to wear Arizona down. They were, they were uh, cranking out a lot of very uh, long runs, and the one drive that allowed them to take the lead uh, looked like it was you know, an indication that things were getting difficult for Arizona. But then they made a questionable play call on fourth and two, something that uh, we can perhaps discuss a little bit yeah. later. Arizona was up to uh, making the play, uh, which is uh, at least as critical, and then controlled the rest of the game. And that was, it, it, it was, a it, NDSU is, it's clear to see why they are the best team at their level. right? Uh, and as far as what they have and what they do and what their game plan is, they know what they want to do going in. They're generally really good at doing it. They don't beat themselves. And it makes up for, the obvious recruiting deficiencies that they have up and down uh, the roster. But in the television broadcast, one of the announcers said that, I I think it was, um, I think Sagarin has NDSU ranked somewhere in what would be the middle of the Pac-12. And based on the way they played tonight, I agree with that. And I think And and the thing is that Arizona, I think, is in that category as well, which is what, based on the win against uh, San Diego State two weeks ago, I think it's kind of like... Maybe what we thought could be. And uh, Arizona, I think if this is a conclusion to your non conference slate, the Wildcats played some good programs and certainly appear to be moving indefinitely a positive direction. You feel good about where this could go. And by virtue of being two and one in non conference play, can you get to a bowl game? Yeah, maybe. And if you're doing that in year two, that's a pretty impressive accomplishment. William? You know, yeah, they did things they normally haven't done over the years. Even going back to
0: Stoops, they made defensive stops late after, you know, I, I said this on, on Twitter and people, you know, I said, I thought there was a chance Arizona got punched in the mouth and didn't recover. They got punched in the mouth and recovered. Uh, they made big plays on offense. They, they came up with timely uh, first downs. They were able to run out the clock, something, again, they've struggled to do throughout the years. Um, you know, again, I know it's an FCS opponent, but this FCS opponent would win the
2: MAC probably.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um,
2: they, they would, you know, okay, they- let me, if I may, hmm? this FCS opponent is good enough to win enough games at Division I to be bowl eligible. They're a good yeah. football team. Yeah. So, so this whole thing, they're a factory. And, and, and so, take it. They've got 14 guys in the NFL.
1: They got 14
0: guys in the really NFL. Good, and they have more championships than losses yeah, in this, the last eight years,
2: it, which is absurd. This is yeah. a good program. That's a great program, and it's a really good win for Arizona, and it's possibly a springboard win for Arizona. So while it sounds absurd-ish, based on where Arizona was and where Arizona may be headed, this is a pivotal game that you might look at and say, "Yeah, that's where things." that was one of those games early on in the process where things started to come together for the program. This is a game where it kind of, and again,
0: totally, not even totally different opponent, but uh, this is the Washington state or the Wisconsin game stoops his first year. If, if Arizona wins that, what happens? We will never know, obviously, but you know, they could have let the San Diego state game get away. Instead. They won going away tonight. They could have let this one get away. They didn't, they got a win. They got again. Yes, it's a good football team. It won't look great when we look back in ten years because no one will remember how good this football team was. But when if you get to that six wins because of this, if you get to a bowl game, if you're even flirting with a bowl game when you know you play ASU, then this is a very important win. And again, I think it's important for a number of things. One, they they got knocked down and they got back up. They in a game where I thought their speed and athleticism gave them some advantages, it came down to hard nose defense and hard nose offense that got them the win. They got the stops and they, they, they got that key first down that allowed them to just take a knee. And because of that, that stuff, again, we have seen someone teams, Richrod teams, Stoops teams, McEvick teams, not be able to do over the years. And that's get, you know, how many times would would Stoops have beaten USC if he could have gotten one stop? Right. I just couldn't. Whether that was USC going down for a game winner or USC just running out the clock. And that's this team was able to make the play. You know, credit guys like Jerry Roberts, who was all over the field. Credit uh, Keon Bars, who had that big hit late in the fourth quarter. Uh, They made just enough, you know, they made enough plays. And uh, credit to Arizona. Because again, I think if you had told any of us two and one after the non conference with a, you know, and, and, and Mississippi State, we all have seen their quality opponent um yeah i think we'd all take it now we have taken it and now let's see what they do with it they've got two very winnable games coming up before that grind of a schedule and if you're suddenly four and one heading into a game with oregon uh we've seen that be a weird game over the years and that could be a fun one
1: I think Barrett Barrett Hartman and both of you guys hit the nail on the head as well too because the, the defense looked gassed for I don't want to say gassed even but the defense just looked like it was overpowered for a little you know for some of the game obviously because of what North Dakota State was doing but they got the two stops that they needed to be able to get in that fourth quarter and William like you said before how many times would a rich rod team or you know a stoops team where you would just need to get one stop and you just couldn't do it because you were worn down. Whatever the case may be, Arizona was able to get that. And again, you were two and Arizona's two and one coming in out of the out of conference, obviously. And again, I'm sorry, like I said, I just basically ran a mile to get here. But um, the one thing though, that this this team has a I has a certain amount of fortitude to them because you could tell North Dakota State had been there, done that before. And there were times when Arizona could have gone away, and but especially offensively, Jamie Delora, and we're going to talk about him more. He bounced back. He made some big time throws. The running game was able to get going. It was really in a weird way, even though it was an FCS team. And I'm like, I'm like you guys. This is a team that would win a lot of games in the Pac-12. This is not a game, though, that you take, you know, you take this and you take this one proudly because of how Arizona performed on both sides of the ball.
0: One thing I really like is how not only Delora bounced back, but how he learned. He, He obviously watched the tape. He saw what we saw lot of running room and then late in the game he even wisely could have run but I think he saw that it probably wasn't going to amount in first down so he kept it alive and he made a couple big throws or a couple near big throws you know I think there was the play to uh once it was McLaughlin on the sideline he got mm-hmm. shoved out but that was a, that was a dime I mean that was right. I mean and McLaughlin came down with it the um, tight another- end
1: position by the way fellas has been utilized through three games go ahead sorry about that
0: and now I will believe that there's going to be a combo forward for the Arizona basketball team because uh, that's <laughs> the next sign of the apocalypse. But yeah, Delora, Delora clearly, you know, he, he, A, threw better. Uh, B, ran when it was good times to run, got down in time, didn't take a big hit that I noticed. And I will admit I got, I got home at nine 40 and I watched that a lot of that game on fast forward. So uh, I'll have to go back and watch some of it and, and, and reanalyze, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I know at one point he was twenty of twenty-eight. I don't know if what he finished at. I don't have it open in front of me. Um, but considering, I think last week, a, he didn't run when he should have. B, he, he, you know, he forced some balls and and he just seemed to have a weird hitch to his throwing motion last week. So I don't know. If, again, I think we we speculated, Mike, on Tuesday that maybe he took a blow and, and was injured, or, you know, or at least dinged up. But yeah, I thought he was fantastic. He made plays when he needed to. You know, I, I'm I'm going to ask. Jed Fish to please just rip that Jamari Joiner page up. Playbook. Please okay. But guys, let's let's
1: talk about let's talk about that real quick because again, there was so much good to take away from this. This is now the third game we've seen this, and each time it does not fool anybody. The second a team comes in, they know exactly what's happening. And this time it could have really come back to bite you because it was a fourth and two inside your own, you know, in on your side of the field. This isn't fooling anybody. If you're gonna play Jamari joiner, play him at wide receiver. This stupid wildcat gimmicky thing doesn't need to be done because you already have a good quarterback behind center shoe.
2: If you were doing this on the DraftKings North Dakota State show, you'd be saying the exact same damn thing. Right. North Dakota State lost this game tonight because they went for it fourth and two on the Wildcat instead of giving the ball to their best player who had 150 total yards on the game and who they couldn't stop. If Arizona stops the best play, pitch him the ball, try to get open space, and then if Arizona makes a play, great. When you go to the backup quarterback and you run the Wildcat, all 11 players on the defense know exactly what you're going to do. This is what should happen. And I don't like legislation, but sometimes there are exceptions. So let's let's start with an exception. If you call a Wildcat, you get your headphones yanked for the next offensive possession. If you call it again, you get your headphones yanked for the next half. If you call it a third time you're suspended for at least a game and fourth time you should never coach again. Right. I okay. At one honestly, point if you're time, gonna run
0: it, run with run it with Speedy.
2: And, don't and, run and, it. And don't
0: run it. But if you're going to run it with Speedy and Coleman and let him hand off every once in a while because Jamari's kept it every day. I know that one looked like it was supposed to probably be a pass, but yeah, just let's take that page out of the playbook and let's replace it with uh Delara designed run. I'm fine with that. That's just fine. Hand it, off, hand it off to one of your three.
2: If you looked at two hundred twenty pound running backs today, everybody who ran the wildcat in any situation failed. At every level, seemingly in the last two or three years, once teams have figured out what's what this is, they're able to stop it. It's it, it, why coaches insist on running this is just absolutely perplexes me. All right, my rant is done. Let's return to whatever it is you'd like to talk about.
1: You know what I also want to give I want to give some credit for the Arizona ground game because against Mississippi State, Arizona looked kind of on the defensive – going against that defensive line, it looked at times like that was just a little too quick for him. You had a hard time finding holes. Arizona was able to get big plays on the ground, especially in the fourth quarter when they needed to. And that, again, to me – and some of that was with the freshman and Jonah Coleman. There's just – again, there's a lot to take away from here that – there's just a lot – again, I'm still a little frazzled here, but there's a lot to take away from here, guys. It was just solid stuff, especially on the ground there, Brad.
0: Absolutely. You know, I thought Arizona ran the ball, you know, effectively still not, you know, it's still not going to blow you away necessarily. And uh, you know, this is a team that's going to have to win on the arm of Jaden Uh, But if you look at it, you know, I mean, Michael Wiley at 5.7 yards per carry uh, Coleman at 5.3 DJ Williams, 4.5. I'll take that. Um, that, you know, Luke had 32 yards on two carries a so 28 came on one. So those are good numbers, you know, 165 yards rushing, and that's including uh, the kneel downs. I mean, yeah, I'll take that. Again, would you like to be a team that can be you know, 200 on the ground, 300 in the air? Sure, but that's not Arizona. I don't think they have good enough offensive line. Um, but if you can at least keep the other team honest, which is what I think they did tonight, uh, and then grind out key yards. Because remember, I think two of the scores in the red zone came off the run, whether that was Wiley's or I think it was uh, Jonah Coleman's. Um, whether the, uh, you know, grinding out those first downs late, uh, getting a couple third down conversions on the ground. Yeah, that was all important. So again, this is not a great running team. It may not even be a good running team, but it's an opportunistic running team.
2: But I think Brad has, to, Brad has touched on probably what's key for Arizona's offense throughout the rest of the year. Uh, keeping teams honest with the run is going to be pivotal because I think through three games, one of the things we've seen is if Delora is good, Arizona's good offensively. Right. If he isn't, they aren't. Right. And, or, or they aren't as consistent as they need to be. And that may be a statistic that uh, continues throughout the course of the year. As we're well aware at every level in football, the quarterback on the offensive end is the most important player on the field. You win with good quarterbacks, you struggle if you don't have good quarterbacks. It feels to me like Arizona is even emphasizing that perhaps a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Uh, Delora is going to be a focal point for every defensive team coming through. In last week's game, Mississippi State did a really good job with athleticism, frustrating him on the front line and making it difficult for him to get into positions that uh, you know made him relatively comfortable. He learned from that last week. There are two reasons for that. One is while North Dakota State is excellent for what it does on the front line, it doesn't have Mississippi State talent. Right. Uh, but there are going to be teams on the roster that have better talent Uh, than North Dakota State does and are probably going to focus their entire defensive scouting report on what it is that they need to do to limit the effectiveness of Delora. And it's up to Delora to be effective in that regard and the coaching staff not to bring in other players and call the wildcat. Uh, So, But but I think that's going to be an interesting give and take and at times maybe an area of frustration and at times an area of – an element that gives arizona an opportunity to to win some games that perhaps we think they shouldn't uh so watching his numbers i think is going to be the one parallel we can probably pay a lot of attention to throughout the course of the year and it will probably align to how well arizona does game to game
1: all right guys real quick let me tell you about game time here game time is the hottest new ticketing thing and it's very good for procrastinators you can find from concerts to uh, games to whatever you want um, this is the place you want to be. Game time! You can save up to sixty percent on tickets, and you uh uh and this um sorry, when you buy tickets last minute, it's great for you procrastinators out there. And if you love PHNX, then you love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Check that out and tap and bottle. All of the away games, we're going to be having viewing parties there. Great place downtown, Scott and Rebecca. They got Four Peaks uh, uh, beers there. They got other things on tap as well. Come join other uh, Wildcat fans, and uh, we'll be down there next Saturday. A little bit of a hint. I have it on good authority that Uncle Kev is going to be down here in October, and uh, I have, I'm going to hold him to this, as he said that I could. So pretty cool pretty cool stuff right there. Okay. Now Arizona two and one. Like I said, going into the season, Arizona over under on the DraftKings sportsbook app, code word PHNX was three wins. Guys, again, I look at this schedule right now, and we're going to get back to the North Dakota State game, and we're going to get to all of your que- or all of your comments here because lots of really good stuff. But this again feels to me, watching this team, this feels like about a six win team or five or a six win team. Um, I think Vegas got it wrong when it came to Arizona, and I think that they're going to be able to uh, – I, I think that Arizona is going to make some real progress here in the second year of Jet Fish.
2: Well, it's about damn time that Arizona, uh, Vegas got it wrong because they've they've been they taking really our money have. the last two years uh, in the uh, concluding era of Sumlin and, and Fish's uh, first year last year. So turnabout is finally fair play in that regard. But, yeah, Arizona looks to me like a team that is bowl good enough. They can be bowl eligible. They can, they can get to six. Uh, Colorado should be a given. Colorado's a debacle, and this is going to be hard for me to say, might be worse than Arizona was last year. Uh, and, that's a
1: win. That should be a win for Arizona.
2: And that's, and that's win number three. California offensively just doesn't look that impressive to me. Uh, and, and, yeah, they were close in the Notre Dame game, but Notre Dame isn't impressive either. So i'm um, I'm not sure that what hanging with Notre Dame is the moral victory that it should have been. I'm not impressed with their quarterback play or their uh, or their performance on the offensive side. Now you're going on the road and you're playing a pac X team. So uh, you know how, can, you know, can you be in trouble? Can you be off your game a little bit? Can you be reading the headlines after uh, this victory? You can do all of those things and maybe lay an egg, but I think Arizona and I—I th- I feel like a lot of people feel the same way here. This isn't actually breaking ground by any stretch, but I think folks now believe that Arizona has a real chance to go four and one. Uh, before you're staring at and in and, and I don't remember the exact order, but an Oregon team that was impressive, a Washington team that looked dominant and an SC team that simply took care of business. Those look like three opponents that Arizona will struggle against. And then if Arizona's four and three on the back end, you know, you, hopefully you've got enough in there where you can get some things done, including what happened up the road in Tempe tonight. Uh, you're talking yeah. about smaller conference teams coming through. Eastern Michigan didn't just upset ASU. They were the better team by far throughout the course mm-hmm. of that game. And now you're – this This is the one thing I was kind of curious about with ASU. Lost a lot of players. that have been in a lot of controversy. If they had one thing go wrong, was the whole thing going to crumble? And I was surprised that they looked as good the first week, granted, it's against right. Uh And – And then we're in the game for a while against Oklahoma State, and tonight looked terrible. Uh, So now you're talking about, you know, I remember two weeks ago, I think I heard a lot of people saying how ASU was so much more talented than Arizona, and I was kind of surprised by that. And and, and now based on three-game performances, and especially tonight, you look at that rivalry matchup and think Arizona's got an excellent opportunity. So that's maybe five wins, and now you're trying to figure out what else you can pluck there, and I think they're on the schedule.
1: Does this team? Let me ask you this, guys. From just watching this U of A team, does it look a little bit more? Does it look a little bit more physically? I don't want to say imposing; that's not the right term. But does it look a little bit more physically impressive on the defensive line that it has in years past?
0: Uh, not really. They got you a know lot. Of, got I will say this: I think they have athletes practice. there,
2: and, I'd agree and, with that. and I
0: think they're. I, I think the problem is I think you're lacking enough. Pac-12 starting defensive lineman there, but you got a lot of guys who can play in the pac if that makes sense. So, right. you know, how many schools is Keon Barr starting at? Probably not many in the Pac-12, but he's in the rotation LM, but he's a star for Arizona. Right. Uh, close to You know, Paris Shand. Um, you know, I think the two ends are pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I think that interior defensive line, it's kind of like we used to say with Arizona's uh, – I say this when we used to do the radio show that Arizona always seemed to lack a game breaker mm. a number one threat right you know they had a lot of twos threes and fours and I've, uh, but and I think that's it they, just, they they don't have frankly an all Pac12 quality defensive lineman but they a lot of guy, but they're also not playing a walk on out there they're not playing a, an NAU type guy although they picked up one yesterday right um, They're legit Pac-12 players. They're just all slotted up one or two spaces, probably too many.
2: And I think, Mike, this is kind of the thing that uh, you're talking about in terms of what what is Arizona. Mm -hmm. Arizona went from a terrible football team last year that didn't have the talent on the front line to compete to being probably roughly a 6-6 and football team this year that does have better athleticism that can compete but is going to struggle against better offensive line lines. And there are better offensive lines in this conference and uh, remaining on the schedule. Based on what I saw today, I look at Utah being a problem. Right. Uh, the, so uh, go back to uh, imagine if Stan- the old Stanford was on the schedule, what would happen with this Arizona front line? It'd be ugly. You know, so, so, so I suspect that against really good competition, the upper echelon of this league, uh, a lot of those teams are going to have success on the ground. Uh, and that's clearly the, the probably priority area where Arizona needs to improve. And frankly, if you wanted to go up and down the list of every other six and six team in Division One college football, that would probably be the area where they wanted to improve too.
1: Yeah, you mentioned game breakers right there, and I think that's a, it's an interesting point there because it feels when Arizona has the ball offensively, and again, last year was even by Arizona standards, was really bad offensively. And you guys especially have seen some really bad Arizona quarterbacking over the years. But this year it feels that if Arizona gets down 7 or if it gets down 10, and again, this is only three games, I get that. But it feels like Arizona is still in the game. It feels with Delora. It feels like with those receivers, with a tight end game, uh, you know, Uncle Kev would be going crazy right now. It feels like, though, that they can move the ball down the field and they can get points without being fluky, which is another reason that I don't want to see the Wildcat anymore. Arizona is so far past that stage, I think, with the talent level that it has, that you don't need to be doing that. And I think that uh, you just watch them, though, and it feels like Arizona can be in a game when they're down 10, and I haven't thought that in four or five years, to be honest with you.
0: You know, I would say this. I feel like in this game, I think it was very indicative of this. It's Jed Fish has brought an NFL offense, and this game and several of the games have felt like NFL games. Um, What was it? I don't, I want to know how many possessions there were tonight. I know at one point, I think there were five, I think each team had five possessions in the first half. It's not that many. I think they had six or seven in the second half. Um, That's NFL stuff. So I agree with you, Mike. I think they can rally from 10. That might be the number, though. I don't mm-hmm. think, unlike Rich Rod, who could figure out how to run 80 plays. Right. Um, you know, some of the maybe Foles area Stoops teams could rally from 17. I think you can rally from 10. I'm not sure if they can get off the field on defense and move the ball in big chunks enough to rally from much more. The good news is, yeah, they can rally from 10 because last year's team couldn't rally uh, or vary. So I think – I think it's, uh, I don't think it's an explosive enough offense for huge comebacks, but I think it's an efficient enough offense for
2: small comebacks and to always, and to be able to keep you in the game. I'm mm-hmm. not sure I agree with that entirely. I might split hairs. A little also, bit. I don't have any of those to do. You and Brad are uh, well equipped in that department. Uh, the, but this is, this is a very unique game tonight. The entire bison strategy is run the football milk clock, beat you up, dominate you in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. They limit possessions. In college football, most teams don't do that. And I think most of the teams that Arizona sees aren't going to do that. The key, which is pretty obvious, I think, is that Arizona has to get teams off the field defensively on some sort of consistent basis. So if they can do that, then I think there's reason to believe that they have enough personnel where they could rally from 14 or 17 or something like that. And because while Fish plays an NFL style offense, give or take, the college game overall isn't laid out like an NFL game. So you get almost two times as many possessions. You know, uh, this one, this was a very unique game in that regard. Uh, because of the way that the opponent effectively played. Uh, but I think a lot of times you'll get, you know, with clock stoppages and and, and stop to move the chains and any of a number. Of, and, and it's the reason the college football games last three hours and 45 minutes. You get more possessions in those matchups. And as a result, I think you maybe have an opportunity. And I think offensively, Arizona might have the personnel to string some uh, offensive possessions together. The key when you're in those sorts of situations is can they do enough on the defensive end consistently to give the offense well, that kind and, of opportunity and, to and take sh- it down.
1: And what they've been able to do, and maybe this is more of where I should be getting at. And by the way, P Posh, my guy, one of my favorite people out there, said this was like beating a BYU roster of t- 23-year-old dads who have been playing together for years. Very impressive and a little surprising in the way that they were able to do it. The one thing, too, you got to give them, fellas, defensively, Arizona is forcing turnovers now. You've got, six, what, six or seven turnovers now through three games you had, I think there were seven or eight turnovers forced all of last season. And these have been huge. I mean, these the turnover that was forced today are, uh, was a well, big the time. Tur-
2: the Eccles turnover yeah. was one of the two or three most important plays of the game.
1: Exactly. And that was something that the, this Arizona just hasn't had in what? I mean, I can't even really remember the last time that Arizona was consistently forcing turnovers. And again, I don't want to make it out like this is the 85 Chicago Bears, but it gives you a little bit more margin for error when you know that, okay, they can probably get a forced fumble. They can get an interception. They can get something there. And William, we haven't seen that in recent years.
0: No, and again, that's been important. Nansen said he wanted to come in and create turnovers. And as much as I hate... Uh, turnover props uh, this team seems to love it um, and it's yeah it's important I think the two things that's been missing from Arizona football that again for any of us who were around in the 90s and even the 80s uh, turnovers and sacks and uh, they're, they're still not a great sack team but yeah being able to get those turnovers being able to make key stops has been very important. Uh, Shu, I just did some research I'm going to go back to what I said this team can't score quickly though. They have one touchdown drive of, of less than six plays, and, and most of it eight to ten, and that was a four-yard one.
2: But Okay, and how many uh, ta- how much time was taken off the clock on those eight-play drives? Uh, Four to five minutes. Do a little bit more research on that, and then come back, and we'll see yeah. how close they ultimately are. I think there's an opportunity to believe that they can still, you know, hey, maybe we'll find and, and, out. And, thanks, and I will say this.
0: I'll grant this. If Delora starts connecting on that long ball, it's it's a whole different game. Right. right now he is not connected on me and line. he's
1: had and he's had cowing, especially today he had him on that long that sixty yard pass over the middle where he you know things like that break a game open.
2: I would suggest generally speaking that it's up to now, obviously, you don't want to get down 17, but but for K- maybe we do because I I feel like <laughs> I'm up against it a little bit here, hoping that I can get one right, which is rare enough based on the way I played on the DraftKings app today. Code um, word, uh, but but I think most importantly in that regard is that the defense is going to have to consistently make stops to give the offense opportunities to see whether they can come back in those regards. And, and that's obviously a growth process uh, that takes place. I think... So, so I think Arizona's offense, I think, generally can be pretty good. Delora is obviously the key in regards to that, and you know, you hope that we don't have an opportunity where Arizona's down ten or seventeen to see, you know, whether Shoe is full of crap and Brad, as usual, knows <laughs> exactly what he's talking about. Uh, but one of the things that concerns me defensively here is that, and, is that if you are reliant solely. On forcing turnovers. Eventually that's going to catch up to you. And, and 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 you're going to give up a lot of points. As a result of that on the games. That you aren't able to force turnovers. So it's a great momentum stat. It's huge. And the sword cactus thingamabobby thingy. Is fantastic. And if anyone complains about that. Shut the bleep up. That thing's fantastic. Right. Uh, and, and it's a great marketing addition. To the team on the sidelines. Uh, but. If you're relying solely on turnovers, that's eventually going to be a problem because good teams aren't going to turn the ball over. And and when they don't, then you're going to have to figure out other ways to make stops.
1: You know what's funny? Well, I'll tell you what. Let me just tell you there again about my DraftKings pick of the week. Now, a lot of people might not care about my DraftKings pick of the week, but I have to contractually read it. So here's the deal. (laughs) You put down, um, right now, I liked Arizona to win this game, and I liked Arizona to win this game straight up. Now you might say to yourself, Mike, what else do you have? This game is already over right
2: now. Mike, what else do you have? This game's already over. So
1: here's the deal. You can put down five bucks on these NFL games tomorrow, just five. We're going to see you guys bigger hands. And then uh, I don't want to turn this into a – I don't want to turn this into a political debate, but uh, and then get two hundred dollars in free plays. That's simple, that easy. And here's where it gets even cooler: if your team is up ten, you go, you automatically win. Now you might say to yourself, "Mike, where could I find this deal?"
2: Mike, here's where could I find this deal?
1: The DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. And again, you just got to download the Sportsbook. You put that in. And that's promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See, see show notes for details. We're all going to do that. Schuster is actually hiding his flip phone right now, pretending that he actually has the <laughs> phone right here. You know, like, let's let's make fun of ASU for a minute, because I was only able to watch that a little bit because, uh, I, you know, I, I was up in the press box. But uh, I'll tell you one thing, guys. And I know that Arizona is not...
2: Uh, you the only two. person in anywhere in the entire Southwest region who thinks being in the press box is a VIP occurrence.
1: Oh, I know, right? <laughs> well, I do like the getting free food out of it, but I'll yeah, tell you one. Fair.
2: I'll tell you one they thing. They still again, have the tasty cookies.
1: They do have the tasty cookies, and they have the brownies, by the way, as well. Uh,
2: Brad, uh, Brad, Brad, Brad. Also, by the way, I meant to ask you: Were you at the game tonight? I uh, know I was coaching baseball. Okay, um, because oh, very nice, very because cool. Last week, Rallying I know that you mentioned. I, I know that you mentioned that the uh, viewing experience was problematic, and I was wondering if they had fixed that, uh, this game. I wanted to get to that last weekend because you had mentioned it in the text, and I didn't uh, have and an idea. And I didn't it, make it on the show because I saw yeah. it.
0: That's all um, right. right. will be that, this.
2: Another, maybe another thing for another time. They Go
0: corrected ahead. some of the PA issues midway through the game. Um, it was literally – the base was so bad and so off balance. Right. That's what I would say. I almost had to leave, like it hurt my ears of it. Now I was under the cover, um, so I don't know if things were just echoing. My dad had to turn his ear, uh, his uh, hearing aids off. Um, I mean, we have a marching band. Please use them, and please let's not have it. it really, <laughs> Mike, I'm going to age shoe and I shoe. Remember, like the '80s with the mini trucks, the neon mini trucks that all had just like 85 subwoofers in the back. Uh yeah, with the uh, K with the with the sweet KC lights. Yeah, um, and you know how they rattled at stoplights.
2: I do remember that. that. That's yes. what
0: this. That's what the stadium sounded like. Oh, that's a problem. Where, uh, I could not <laughs> oh. hear the announcers. I could not hear. Mm. Except I could hear. I think it's our friend Jeff Dean. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did. I could hear him saying third down. But other than that, couldn't hear the officials. Couldn't hear him. By the third quarter, it was better. Um, but I mean, why are we playing? You know. And the, look at the people voting. I know we're old people, but they voted for a uh, uh, "Earthwind and Fire" song. Is the the song? And then they journey. played Journey and the journey worked cool. The right. worked really well. Okay, but, apologies
2: uh, for the uh, yeah. and apologies for the tangent, uh, Mike. To uh, contractually provide you with whatever obligation you need. Indy against Jacksonville tomorrow.
1: Indy. Okay, what do you got, William? Oh, well, the ch- uh, I was going to say the Chiefs have already played Cardinals, Raiders. Who do you want off the top of your head?
2: Uh, based upon what
0: I saw at, in Glendale last week, give me the Raiders.
1: <laughs> I, figured could... I,
0: I was not uh, the Cardinals; just a bad. It, it reminded. <laughs> speaking of the eighties and mini trucks, it kind of <laughs> reminded me of some of those games at Sun Devil Stadium.
1: Right now, let's. But think about it this way, though, guys. Arizona right now is at. Uh, we're. I don't know. Feels like about a five or a six win team, maybe bowl, maybe which, not quite
2: which Arizona team are we talking about? The Cardinals <laughs> or the Wildcats? No, no, no,
1: excuse me, the Arizona Wildcats, correct. Okay. We're I certainly we-
2: not talking about ASU.
1: No. Well, but have you have you seen something where it seems like, and again, Arizona hasn't reached that peak, Arizona Wildcats, but it really does feel like these two programs are headed in drastically different directions. I mean, you just look last year. Arizona wins one game. And let's be honest here. That was a game that it was only because California didn't have its, basically, its team didn't show up. ASU goes into this year. They lose 30 transfers. They have, um, and a lot of them went off to good schools. And you don't really know what's going to go on with their sanctions, what's going on with Herm Edwards. So they have all these band aid approaches. They're one and two. And like you guys said, I was watching it. I wasn't watching it as closely as maybe you guys were, but I was watching it on my laptop. And the thing was crazy, if you're an ASU fan, is that Eastern Michigan, it didn't look like this was much of a fluke. I mean, Eastern Michigan looked like they were, they could play Arizona State 10 times and win quite a few of them.
2: They controlled the game. And their rushing numbers, I think, were well over 200 yards. If you're giving up 200 yards at home against an inferior opponent, you've got problems. Mm -hmm. And it looks to me like ASU's problems are catching up to them. Uh, so, you know, it's great that you scored a bunch of points against NAU, but now, now, now you're playing slightly different t- competition, uh, in conference games from here on out. And it may be where, you know, and I guess they don't even do the, 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 I, I keep thinking they do the, uh, geographic designations anymore. I don't know what the hell the pack is doing anymore. Uh, but if you were doing this in, in an old style, you know, what used to be the, uh, side of the conference with the two LA schools, ASU. Utah and Colorado I think you're looking at um US, some order of USC in Utah at the top of that group and then in that second group you're looking at some order of UCLA and Arizona and on the bottom part of the group you're looking at some order probably ASU is better than Colorado so if Arizona's moved into third or fourth and let's give UCLA I guess the benefit of the doubt although they were not impressive today at home uh, let's say UCLA's third, for sake of conversation, that's a winnable game uh, on the schedule for Arizona, and I think the Cats can be the Cats. At the very least, I think more often than not, the rest of this year are going to be competitive for sixty minutes, and they're going to give themselves opportunities to win. Are there better teams on the schedule? Yeah. Are those schedule? Are, are those teams going to be able to cause problems for Delora and disrupt Arizona offensively? Probably. Uh, but I think Arizona is going to perform. Well, uh, which uh, competitively throughout the course of most of this year and considering where this program has been, that is a quick Shoot. improvement. And obviously, from a Wildcat fan standpoint, not just tonight, which was a legitimate win, despite the name of the team across from you. Shoot, let me and ask the division you. that they play. I think, uh, you know, Arizona is clearly moving in a good direction. And and for Wildcat fans, they have to be thrilled about that.
1: Shoot, let me ask you this because Brad and I obviously follow recruiting. You hate recruiting, so and I, and I, I really t- do.
2: I yeah. hated recruiting for now two millennia.
1: You got to see Mike Bibby in person. That's how. Yeah, that's, that's how.
2: Fun. That I, I have, yes. Uh-huh. But
1: let me let me ask you this, though, and then I'll.
0: Well, she, I'll give... well when Chu was scouting the Philistine recruits, that's where <laughs> that was where that
2: everything went wrong. I got the like, phil- he gave Goliath three stars, the, I know, was, and I yeah. did. And 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 boy, did that come back and yeah. slam me in the head a few times. All right, let me
1: ask you this, though, just watching it because last year you and I you and I joked a little bit back and forth. It was kind of a joke, kind of a not. You weren't too impressed by Jed Fish's, uh, you know, what he did last year. No. Again, we're
2: only- we on the
1: field. I get it. Oh, okay. I, mm-hmm. I come in peace. I have no <laughs> you, problems with you, what you You said. and
2: Dolph Lundgren, yes. Yes, I come in peace. Boy, is that a hell of a reference. Anyway, that go is, ahead.
1: But let you me, don't un- know by, what that
2: reference was. No, but I have no clue. Please go ahead.
1: By the way, I've had two people say bring back the beard. I will bring back the beard this uh, this winter, I promise. Tina, by the way, I'm back in the A and I'm thrilled. You,
0: you looked really good with your beard on uh, Pro- uh, Amazon Prime during that uh, Chiefs game. <laughs>
1: Oh my God! Now I do get, I do get that reference. I do get that reference. It's uh, magic! Uh,
2: wow, yes. That anyway, Mike, what, what were you about to ask recruiting wise? Look, I just wanted to ask you though. How anyway, gl- Ryan Fitzpatrick, what were yes. you about to ask uh, no, uh, recruiting wise?
1: Just, just from somebody that doesn't follow the recruiting and the ins and outs per se, mm-hmm. how that glaring, how glaring is the talent differential just in one year and what Jed Fish has had to do, from what you and I watched last year to what you're watching right now.
2: Let me show you how glaring as opposed to saying how glaring. It's that glaring. (laughs) So Arizona uh, from, okay, hold on, hold on. This is Arizona recruiting wise last year. (laughs) This is Arizona recruiting wise this year. Much better. Well, unless you really don't want to see me, then maybe it's much worse. But Hopefully that uh oh hopefully that will um that helped.
1: Right. But so so it's anyway, glaring.
2: So yes, Arizona has better talent. Arizona Mike. clearly has better talent, they're a heck of a lot more competitive, and what they've been able to do in a year uh and an off season has been nothing short of remarkable. Just look at how many new players are on the field tonight. And That's that includes the
0: transfer portal. Okay. Well, it-
1: you, you look at it, you look at it, Brad, the skill position players are totally, are totally um, um, revamped. You got a new quarterback. All your receivers are new. You got new running backs. A lot of the line is kind of a holdover. I get that. But heck, even on the defensive side, Hunter Eccles is, and he's only here one year, which is kind of a bummer, but he's also a guy though, that was able to, um, you know, he's been a big time player. I think fish, Fish has a recruiting prowess that I think is going to be able to continue to bring people in as long as they continue to win.
0: Well, and, and, and I would be anxious to see, because I will say this, he's hit or miss in the transfer quarter. Um Obviously mm-hmm. this year, right. it looks a lot better. And last year, sometimes it's who you can get. Um, I would be curious to see if other teams are his hit or his miss because, you right. know, he picked up, um, you know, I think that, I think the odds of seeing uh, Drake Anderson play meaningful snaps is done. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the, the kid they got this year from UCLA, the safety is not going to see the field. Right. Um, I don't, you know, they didn't really get an opposite. Body. But that being said, Jaden Delara, Jacob Cowing, McLaughlin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> Tanner it, it McLaughlin. Goes back, it goes back last year, but Jerry Roberts. Um, so, yeah, so there's been some very good pickups. And maybe it's just uh, maybe even the transfer portal is a lot like JC recruiting. It's so hit or miss um you know because i'll be honest i was ex- i was not expecting much out of hunter Eccles because he couldn't do it at usc right he's been great
1: he's been fantastic
0: although you know that being said i was also expected more out of rutherford because right. he was getting meaningful snaps at uh, notre dame and he just look great so i think it's an interesting thing where you have to be efficient in the portal uh luckily he's expanded you know, you can now you're not stuck to the 25 recruits. Um, so that'll give you some benefit to take some chances on guys. Uh, but yeah, I think again, I think you look at it and you combine these two years, and I think there was a lot of filler last year. Um, but the bulk of the guys making plays are are, are guys who've been brought in the last two years.
2: You know, a uh, question, just, I'm, I'm sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to mm-hmm. step on yeah, you no, go ahead before, before my. Uh, do you guys have any read or or uh, is, is there any updated information on Harris? I know that Harris was injured and it looked like it may have been a shoulder thing. And I don't know if he played again. Uh, so I was wondering if there was some information on that, because if he isn't able to play or if that's a long term injury of some degree, that's obviously something that's not going to be good news for the uh, defense.
1: Right. That I don't. that If I he's don't...
2: OK, that would be great. I just haven't heard.
1: Right. The only one I know that looked like he could have a real injury and again, I I don't I can't speak on that is Fam Speedy Luke. Um he was on I guess he was on crutches after the game, so I don't really Uh let's see here. Harris Harris came back into play again. So yeah. Okay. All right. So. On that. All right, we fantastic. Have, Thanks. We have an army of people checking, fact-checking and then helping us out when we need. That's Folks, how. Thank cool, you out there for that. That's how cool everything is. Now, um let me ask you. All right. Let me ask you this then. Well, let me first, let me tell you about four peaks, four peaks brewery. Very good brew. Yes. Put it up there. Wave me up four peaks brewery, all kinds of good stuff. They're having an Arizona Cardinals watch party tomorrow. You should go there, hang out with them. Good peeps there. All kinds of good stuff right there. And you, um, again, great beer. I've actually, I've gotten into four peaks. I like it. And, Again, you can go in there, raffles, all kinds of fun stuff, viewing party, check it out right there. Um, All right. Wow. And again, I did not do a good job of uh, getting to the comments. I promise that I'm going to do a better job next next week. I'm still kind of tired from running here. But guys, before we sign off here, let me just, what are your, just your thoughts through the out of conference schedule here and where Arizona goes? You got California, you got Colorado coming up next. Where is, where, where does everything lay with you guys right now? And where is it from where you were hoping to see before the season started?
2: I'll go. I, I think um, it wa- I think it's hard to be disappointed about where Arizona is at this stage. First off, and some of this is out of their control, and some of this worked out very, you know, happened to work out well. I think this was an excellent non-conference schedule for Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're playing and you're, you're willing to take on and, you know, certain things work out. And I know schedules are worked way in advance, which is, you know, its own level of absurdity, but nevertheless, uh, you have a, San, you played a San Diego state team on the road. Whereas while down this year, that's an 11 win program for most of the last few years that that, that that's an excellent program and a great team to have on your schedule. Then you welcome an, a legitimate sec program into town, and you're going to give that back, obviously, uh, in the future. But that's that's a great game for the fan base. And then you bring in the premier uh, program yeah. from uh, uh, from one level down uh, in, in, into your venue. As confusing or convoluted as that may have been, That that that's outstanding. So you had the benefit of the schedule work your way, and you took advantage of it. And you feel like Arizona's a team with momentum. Is is Arizona a team with eight win momentum? Yeah, you're at. You're probably asking a lot, but uh, are they? They're good enough to be competitive week in and week out. You feel like that's the case based on the three games that you've seen, even as frustrating as Mississippi State, old, you know, was to to a large degree. And I think we're gonna talk about our share of at least good Arizona performances and probably a heck of a lot more wins than we have in uh, post-game formats in recent memory.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think they're ahead of schedule. I think most of us would have been kind of happy with one and th- or two. Um, you know, you dominated San Diego State. You played very well tonight. And if you play a clean game last week, you might have, it might have come down to a final possession. Um, they played a very sloppy, obviously, game. But even that being said, um, you know, we all knew Mississippi State was probably the best of the three. Um, I think it raised me seeing how good they are. They had a weird one today where they were trading punches with LSU and then kind of looked like I don't see how it happened, but they fell apart late and lost by what two touchdowns. Um, but yeah, Arizona, I would say based upon the eyeball test, I think there are two teams who are head and shoulders above Arizona on the rest of the schedule, and that's Utah and USC. Yeah. I think Washington's very intriguing. I'm still not sure how good they are, but there's a chance they're really good. Oregon's pretty good. rest of the games look, you know, reasonably like toss-ups. Um, right. Ironically enough, Washington State may be the best of them, but I'm still not even sure about that. Um, so, yeah, now what you have to do is you have to try to steal these next two. Um, you know, Cal's going to be tough because it's on the road and they look solid. Um, and then you got to really at least find one in that middle weird middle. Uh, what five? That's right. Real five, really, really good teams. And then you hope again. You got Washington State, and you got ASU, and ASU might by then might be a complete dumpster fire as opposed to a the small old, dumpster fire like they are now.
1: The only games I look at and I say to myself, "Man, that's going to be a really, really difficult game to win." I.e., you're probably not going to win USC and Utah. Those other games, again, I know Oregon's talented, but I also saw what Georgia did. Granted, Arizona's not Georgia. I get that. But Washington, Wazoo, UCLA, um, Colorado, ASU, these are winnable games, and this is something where Arizona didn't have that last year. So, but yeah, again. It
0: will be interesting to see. Um, Last year, Arizona played a really good Utah team, really tough. And it will be interesting if Utah is Jed Fish's – USC was for stoops remember stoops with the exception of that first year always played USC tough, right? I think he only beat them once, but right. does, does Jed fish have the formula for Utah or did Utah just come in and mail it in last year and still got out with the win? So I'm interested because on paper, that looks like a nightmare. Um, right. Cause they do everything.
1: Exactly. North
0: Dakota State does except only a lot a better. And they have a quarterback. Um, but again, last year they were that same team on paper. And Arizona had a chance to win that football game, so it's it'll be interesting. But again, get if you can go four and one, and then even if you do drop five, you're still a very interesting, fun team heading in those last couple of football games.
1: And the place you're going to want to go for that is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. Like I said, take the over. Just keep taking the over. Back the A. But again, everybody out there. Can't thank you enough. Hundreds and hundreds of comments. Um, I'll do a much better job of getting to all of those next week. Still kind of tired. I got to go back and get my car, get my car now. But Schuster Brad um, is always really appreciated. This show doesn't go doesn't go without you guys. So again, I can't thank you guys enough. You're welcome. All right. On that note, everybody out there, have a great great rest of your evening. Back the A. We'll be back with you uh, next week. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.